you are the podcast master. Hey everybody, thanks for hitting the play button on this week's episode of the podcast. Um, I know we're living in a crazy time right now and the world is pretty wild, so hopefully this episode will uh, put a smile on your face and bring a little positivity to your day. Hope you guys are doing great with everything and uh, having great days. I know I am. And and something we got to remember is is every day truly is a a reason to smile. It's it's a reason to have a great day. Don't let anybody tell you different, including yourself, because sometimes we get in our own way of realizing just how fortunate we really are no matter what you're dealing with in life the fact that we woke up and we have uh you know we have what we have even if it's just a little bit what we have is still a blessing and i hope you guys find a way to realize that i hope you find reasons to smile and my challenge to all of you is find ways to help other people because everybody's dealing with their own things everybody has their struggles and so uh, during this period, during this time when we're all kind of hunkered down together, we keep using the term together. Well, the best way to be together is to find a way to help others, no matter what it is. If it's cleaning out your closet, if it's, you know, just shooting a text over to somebody that, you know, will, will smile and just checking on them, asking them how their day is anything. Um, if it's, whatever you can do to make somebody else smile, I promise you it will make your day better. I hope this podcast does that as well. Um, I'm hanging out with two very, very close friends, two guys that are like brothers to me, uh, Kyle and Jake Lowry from the band Two Steps Back. Um, I've known these guys their entire lives. We'll talk a little bit about the backstory. Uh, We'll talk about the band. We'll talk about all of their music. I, I will preface this episode by saying there are a couple of audio issues. There's some, you know, technical things. Obviously, we're we're not uh, in a a big elaborate studio. So we're, we're dealing with what we can get by with. And so a lot of that's on me and I am obviously not the most technically savvy individual on the planet. So, uh, you know, I, I will apologize, you know, for a couple of those issues, but I will say this, if you've never heard of, or if you've been hesitant, do me a favor, go download their music because again, you want to talk about making people's day right now is a perfect time to get behind musicians it's something we all take for granted is music and the power of music and the positive effects that music has on all of us so do me a favor go check them out two steps back you can find them on itunes spotify you know wherever you download your music source and uh, give them a listen Uh, Give them a follow on all the social media platforms. We'll talk about that as we get through the conversation. But um, two just incredibly talented guys, along with their other brother, Wes, who's been on the podcast before, and uh, my cousin Dave, who has been on the podcast as well. So we now have officially gotten the entire band on the podcast at several times, and so we'll have to set up a studio at some point in the future when they release this new, new album and uh, get all four of the guys on together. A lot of fun. What you're going to hear on this episode is just three guys shooting the breeze like we've done a million times on my couch or you know on the back porch or, or what have you. So uh, you'll hear the guys play a few songs, and so I hope you guys get as much enjoyment out of this as we do. Um, Man, that's it. Uh, I, I want to get to this episode uh, again. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Let me know what you guys are doing during all of the madness that is the world right now. And uh, make sure if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, hit the uh, review button and uh, drop a 
review in there as well, or, or hit the rating button, drop a review, whatever it is, you know, you can figure it out. But uh, let me know what you think of the podcast. Hope you enjoy this one. This is my conversation with Kyle and Jake from the band Two Steps Back. Think you guys are nervous? Huh? Yeah, I mean, it's like Joe Exotic in prison right now. It is. Uh, hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. He really is nervous. Like all of a sudden, he's like taking he's a drink, sweaty. Oh my clammy. god! Look, he's either he's either nervous or he's showing early signs of COVID nineteen. There's <laughs> one thing we all agree on: Carol Baskins killed her husband. We disagree on the manner in which he disappeared. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Matt, hanging out with you. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Kyle, how's it going, bud? I'm very good. Very good. Happy to be here. Uh, you don't have to lie. You don't have to lie to anybody. You're <laughs> it's paid. A, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's a beautiful studio we're here today. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Kyle's the redhead in the middle, and uh, the little brother over on the far end, Jake, what's up? Jake, it's a, it's a podcast, <laughs> and microphone's going, in front of you for a reason. I wouldn't normally be uh, this nervous, but like I said before we started that I don't have a lot going on in my life, so I don't know how many people are want to get in. Hey, at this point, at this point in life, not a lot of people have a lot going on. So, no, it's a it's a constant reminder of how little we have going on when there you can't go and do anything and spend money. You know, you know what is a, a huge reminder of how little everybody has going on? Tiger King is the most talked about thing in the world right now, and I feel like it's a pretty good representation of which the state we live in. And when Miranda Lambert's digging up. Like ten year old pictures of oh, her with Joe Exotic and post on Instagram. Then she got roasted for it. Did you see that? No, I, I didn't, didn't see, see that the comments were roasting her. But did people, she really? Yeah, What'd people started talking all kinds of because Megan, uh, the thing, she's a big Miranda Lambert fan, and so I noticed that she noticed it. Um, unlike me, who just kept on moving, she started digging through the comments. <laughs> And apparently everybody started jumping on her case about posting a picture. Well, that's where all the best content is, is in the comments. Isn't it, though? (laughs) It's the people that don't have a life. You think we don't have a life? The people that sit and just look for something to piss and moan about, it's amazing. And uh, I do believe a new episode went up today. They added the new episode today, which I haven't had a chance to watch. It's it's not that great. Is it an after the, like, with just some of the people that were in it type of deal? Well, he brought in that... Who I love Joel McHale. I think he's yes. hilarious. I think he's really good at his job. He talks to each one of the characters uh, from from the docu series or whatever the you call characters. It. Are they real people? I think they're real. <laughs> they're people. Ca- they're I think characters is characters, a good way to. But I think they're they're also the real people. They're one and the same. But he he talks to each one of them individually and and they cut it up for a quick little show. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. There's some things you get the real perspective uh, on some of the people and how they feel about Joe Exotic. They hate him. I. I just can't imagine the kind of people that want to own, <laughs> like your thought process on owning giant things that could kill you at any time. <laughs> I mean, like, like my dad raised like bucking bulls. That's a little bit different deal, like to me. But owning, I've never been like I, I've never had a bull bite my arm off. <laughs> Exactly. Nor do I know well, anybody that that's happened. Hey, you know, I can thing? honestly say though, the price point did intrigue me for. <laughs> oh, my, I got to thinking it's a good thing I didn't know that when I was in college, because two thousand bucks for a I know. tiger. But then you go, and then you, go, I was like, oh, the food bill. There's like, professional. Oh. I mean, there's. I think they said sixty to eighty pounds of meat a day, or something like that. Something. Well, ridiculous. yeah. I mean, there's like we talk about bucking bulls. There's bucking bulls out there that are ten. 20, 30 times the amount it cost to buy a baby tiger. <laughs> what I loved about it, though, was Doc Annell 
out in South Carolina. He's talking about how it takes me $10,000 a month to feed an individual tiger or, or yeah. whatever the case was. Not Joe Exotic. He's got that down to a science. We can, we can minimize it. We can get by for three grand. Budget. Three grand. You got to be kidding me. They were, and they were feeding them all the expired food and the, from the, what was it, the feedlots. They were feeding them the dead cows and stuff, yeah. which Walmart meat trucks. And those guys were having a heyday. Uh, the, the theories, and I, I'm, I'm loving all the, uh, the theories and stuff. Have you seen where they compared the picture of uh, her first husband? Oh, yeah, the conspiracy uh, theories. theories. Yeah, yeah of, of Carol's first husband with Jeff Lowe. And the similarities are really, I mean, it is crazy. Speaking how, of similarities, how, looking you dead in the eye, right square in the face with that hair, you look like Joe Exotic's <laughs> illegitimate son. I saw you one. Sure oh, my God. sneak down to the zoo? I saw one of the funniest uh, you know, people doing memes of him. This guy had the voice and sounded just like Joe, and I died laughing because he was talking to his like wiener dog in his backyard, like it was a tiger, and it was hilarious. So, uh, I guess you had to be getting, there. Uh, anyways, <laughs> people are getting bored, but <laughs> yeah, it was one of the things. So. <laughs> <laughs> you were nervous at the beginning of this. All of a sudden, I never. So seen, that's the kind of stuff I so look at during the day. So what was the? The Jeff Lowe conspiracy. What was the deal? Look, I haven't heard this. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think Jeff Lowe is the good guy in the whole thing. I really do honestly believe that. I think that Jeff Lowe, uh, in whatever, I think Jeff Lowe is the good guy. I think Stop he's it. the the day saver. <laughs> Get out of town. Okay, so the conspiracy theory is they compared they when they were doing the background of her. Uh, first husband they showed a photo of them two together right well they compared jeff lowe now to the photo of carol and her first husband and they look the eyes the nose the face they look almost it's like dead on oh my god i you mean don't believe when that, you look dude. at someone but, but her first husband no, was like i know but 70 years old no 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 no, 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 no. The first one not the not, not her the second millionaire. husband her second husband oh. was the one that was killed her okay. first husband i mean when you look at somebody's and then, eyes, so the guy she's married to now changed. is her third husband and the Right, the guy she, yeah, this correct, would be the one with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. so there's the real that dweeb. Jeff Lowe was her first husband. She brought oh. him back in to come in, and, and you're saying he's a good guy. He stole the zoo from. No, he didn't. From, he stole it. No, he's he, a con I, man. I don't think. I don't think he's he the stole greatest the con zoo. man of all time. Man, I'm glad I brought two very talented musicians <laughs> on my podcast to talk about Tiger King <laughs> and argue about who's the good guy and the bad guy. I don't know enough about it to argue. Have you have you have you watched? I the have whole watched. Thing? It, I'll be very I honest. Have not, Looked and delved into the conspiracy theories surrounding it. Why not? Because like, the only you obviously have way more of a life than I. The do. only conspiracy because that's theory. all I've done. I know that's what I've, the only time I listen to conspiracy theories is when Uncle Sammy comes on this podcast and has them all. So. Uh, it's crazy because I, I mean it's not just us. Like that's two hours from us, two and a half hours. I've been by there a million times and never one time did I think it was a good idea. We've been to. Quite possibly the better attraction in that area, oh, Paul's Valley. Paul's Valley. I yes. told you about it. The Toy and Action, action Figure Museum. Figure Museum. You're Actually, welcome. I've been there with Matt. West. You're welcome. <laughs> Me One. and and the drummer in your band. Yes. Swerved through eight lanes of traffic. <laughs> I was with you in about half a millisecond. Were you with me that day? Yeah, we were with you. Oh my god. I don't know if we were all with you. I don't you. know where we were going or where we were coming from. Uh, but we I know where I know like, where we were going. <laughs> where we were going? Yes. Uh, the journey. Paul's Valley. Toy and Action Figure Museum is well worth your time. Way better than that zoo. Oklahoma, Oklahoma has just an unbelievable amount of attractions. 
There's an actual Superman costume that you can put on in, inside that museum. Trust me, <laughs> we, I've you've done had it. it on. I think I have a picture of it. <laughs> I know I do. It's the ridiculous things. That, but but you think about it, and me and Nick Gibson were talking about this earlier. It's those stupid little things in life that we've done, all of us, no matter what you do for a living, but it's those dumb little things like that that we all look back and they're the biggest memories. They're, they're the most fun times or the Absolutely. things that are like, Little bitty it's spots on the road. That you wouldn't think that you'd remember like that or, or like something I remember is we went, we're in like some, we're in Texas and we would go to thrift stores and just look at the crap in there, like try on the suits, like, and Jake, like these cowboy boots, Jake had to wrestle this other guy for these cowboy boots. Like, ripped them out of there. <laughs> he likes these cowboy What? There was some like, he had them and wore them forever. They were like some fake alligator looking cowboy boots that we bought from a thrift store somewhere and like they look pretty far down south but i won yes. for quite a bit. but this other hispanic gentleman had his eye on the prize and he had a little twinkle in his eye for those boots really jake you, you got him jake he won that I was deal. a victor but i mean that things like that or like you said things that you remember that are a little bitty in your mind that you wouldn't think would be a big deal but for some reason that's what sticks out a little bit of a backstory though uh, kyle and jake both members of a band called two steps back both grew up literally five miles from from me, uh, a little town called Lenapaul, Oklahoma, um, big city living. Um, I've known these guys my whole or their whole life. Yeah. I'm barely older than they are. I mean, he changed our diapers when we were baby. Yeah, no, nope, <laughs> he's nope. that much that's, older that's than that's us. No, nope. <laughs> that's not true. We were in this band with cousin Dave. Yeah, <laughs> who's been on the podcast? He's been on it, and uh, the middle brother Wes, who's, Wes, who's, who's been on the podcast. So. Thanks for he's running he's out of people, in. so we had finally had to have the world it. shut down for you two to come yeah. be on it. Yes. I appreciate it. Yes, had to, had to have everyone stop what they were doing, stay at home, no jobs going on, and then we get to be on the podcast. So. But I tell that story to to kind of give a little backstory. Like we've spent a lot of time together. We've spent a lot of time. Like I used to jump in and go in the van with you guys when I could, and we'd stop in some random guy's yard and look at giant rugs, and him Turkish. tell us about the different Turkish fibers. <laughs> Well, we kind of started the band about the time that Matt was really getting in serious. Pretty busy, yeah. I mean, getting really busy into it. So we kind of, I wouldn't say we advanced together or, or kind of, but we kind of started. There were some parallels. Yes, we kind of started doing our thing <laughs> as Matt was doing his. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt, that's Matt what I was saying, way down here. turned his into a very successful career. And we've and you guys are on my crappy podcast, and we and we have became <laughs> I've big also family some, men. So. I've also hit some personal goals. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I was saying about that on the way down here, um, like you were saying, you've kind of have been there. I can honestly remember when we were starting out very early. You were our one of our very first show, if not one of our very first shows. You actually booked for us, and so you played a very, uh, you know, kind of key part, you know, with us along the way. There's well, been little steps here and there. And, and I've said uh, this from the very beginning of this podcast. This podcast is about me getting to visit with, uh, tell stories, promote, what, however you want to look at it, but people that I'm a fan of. And, you know, because we have been so close and so closely tied for, you know, for your whole lives, um, being neighbors, when, when I saw how just unbelievably talented you guys were, 
I wanted to do everything I could. And I think that that sometimes is what the world is missing, especially right now. Everybody's so worried about getting all the damn toilet paper themselves instead of, you know what, who else needs it? Who can I share something with? And that's been my thing is how can I share other people's gifts? And uh, thankfully, you guys fell into you know perfect timing to do that a couple of times. So, Well, and that's Sorry. with being around. It's crazy being from a place where we're at where, I mean, one stoplight county. Right. There's all these Not people. Not the town, the whole <laughs> county. Yeah, one stoplight county that there's all these people that are very talented at different aspects and, and, and different, like, uh, you know, different fields and everything. And that, it's, cra- it's crazy to think that we got to play music and go to Nashville and do all these things and, and, and being from Lenapal, Oklahoma, in Nowata County, and you've been all over the world and different countries from Delaware, Oklahoma, in Nowata County. Dude, I think about that all and, the time. And you can ask Megan, I woke up in January, January, 2020, I woke up in a hotel bed and I think I've told this story on the podcast numerous times, but I woke up in a hotel bed that when my eyes opened, it was a a floor to ceiling window. And from my pillow, I could see the Statue of Liberty in Madison Square Garden. You want to talk about surreal and, and realizing, holy crap, I don't belong like this life I've been given if it's over tomorrow is is so much of a blessing. Like we're we're fortunate. Absolutely. And speaking of my pillow, <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if you ever talk about the guy from that owns my pillow, he's a snazzy he dresser. Is a snazzy guy. He's a I snazzy don't, guy. Not to, not I don't to make light of a situation. <laughs> but. I don't know about that guy. There's just something well, weird about the way he, he is. Eyes. Drug addict. Okay, that, that explains. Means, oh, it. he is. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> he was. If you and I'm and if you look deep in, if you no, look no, no, deep no. into his histories, he while you guys were doing a very successful person now, but <laughs> at one point he was alcoholic, addict. drug addict, <laughs> and turned himself into a very successful person. Pillow what maker. kind of drugs do you have to be on to invent a pillow? <laughs> and how much time do you have well, to have on your hands? How do you invent a, something that's already been invented? That's a good point. I want to do that. I invented electricity <laughs> yesterday. See in. And, and like he you called said, it his pillow. But that's the thing is... <laughs> I invented my Walmart. It's my pillow. And someone's... And like you said, how do you reinvent something? It, it's not that he reinvented... He just made it better. And that somebody said this about us as songs. Like, not the best songs are... They're not written. Their ideas are stolen. I watched they're, a whole YouTube video today about... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Plagiarism. Uh, on comedians and oh. jokes. And putting them side by side, mm. and how you know subconsciously like they humor. We're yeah. all just borrowing from. Every, I mean, th- I they what didn't they get on Dane Cook for stealing jokes yeah, at one that, time? That's actually what and Louis C.K. But Dane Cook, if you go back and like watches, there's no way. Like even if he was, I think it was like maybe shared themes of jokes, but like the way he would tell jokes, like no matter where Dane Cook is now, but back in the day, if you listen to like his albums, they were the funniest things. Absolutely ever. But it was like 2006. That's when he was selling out Madison Square Garden. That's when all this was happening. And he talked about he got to enjoy all that success for about two months. And then all of a sudden, the the speculation started coming up. But um, Also, his brother-in-law embezzled all his money. What? Yeah. Have you never watched that? Uh-uh. Yeah. Dane Cook's brother-in-law embezzled every bit of his money. (laughs) And he was also, I think it's his brother-in-law. He was his accountant. Took every bit of his money. I saw Dan Cook at the comedy store one time. Uh, he's a funny guy. I was in a room of about 40 people and saw him on stage last summer. 
It's, really? It's, yeah. Like the comedy store in LA is one of my favorite places ever in Hollywood, I guess. Um, because you see all those guys. You see Tom Segura, Theo Vaughn, Joe Rogan, all in these little bitty rooms on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. It's it's amazing. The only cool. comedian I have ever watched is Daniel Tosh. Really? <laughs> and it was like live in yes, person. That's you the mean? only comedian I've ever watched live is Daniel Tosh. I've never watched any other comedian. I watched him at the Brady Theater in Tulsa. You you it, don't like funny people or what? No, I love funny people. It's just the I just never have gotten. It's something like if I'm buying tickets, I'm buying concert tickets. I'm I think not probably buying. the only comedian I would pay to see is Dave Chappelle. I, I would love that. to watch Dave Chappelle, but that's the only. See, I love comedy. I love comedy and music. Um, yeah, I, I just think they're two talents. I think they're two art forms that um, that I I don't know. I guess I can appreciate more than others. Um, I can't imagine getting when you, in front of. When they're you, they're probably number two, number three on my list of things that I appreciate uh, as far as talents. Right behind, I think it'd be yeah. Pro wrestling, duh. Oh, duh. Pro wrestling. <laughs> I mean, let's that be is honest. a talent. We're we're fresh off of <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, you brought this up actually about the whole WrestleMania. Did you guys catch it? I did not watch <laughs> this WrestleMania, but segueing into something that was surprising, my kids have nothing, no idea about wrestling. No idea. That shows how terrible of a father I am a terrible father. They <laughs> have. They dad. don't know nothing about wrestling except for my son watched once one time and thinks Kane is cool. But there's a meme of a horse <laughs> jumping over on top of this girl, and it plays the. Dun, 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 your dun. kids watch that, stuff? and it says John Cena. And that's all they do all the time. They just know the John Cena theme. Music. My kids also know nothing about wrestling other than John Cena. And, and so, like every music. other word, they just call. They say John Cena all the time. <laughs> really, John okay. Cena. That's John how famous Cena. wrestling is. Is someone like The Rock? Like John Cena is like our new, the new, the new generations like The Rock or like Stone Cold. Because yeah. back then you didn't even have to know wrestling to know who they were. Well, if you go back to when I was a kid, Hulk or, Hogan yes, became yeah, that guy. Back in Hulk the day, Hogan yeah. was the guy that transcended pro wrestling. All of a sudden, he was yeah. in movies. He was doing different things. Like Thunder Bay? Uh, Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, I don't know what Thunder Bay is. <laughs> okay, Sounds sorry. like a no, shitty I don't restaurant know, on a beach I don't somewhere. know nothing <laughs> about this movie, but I've heard about it multiple times from my wife. I've never watched this movie. All I know is it has a big yellow boat in it and Hulk Hogan's in it. It's not a movie. It it's was like a, a TV show. It's Thunder in Paradise was a TV Are you show. Sure? I'm pretty sure. Bitch, You're please. asking him? Did you just ask I'm me? I'm pretty sure it's a T. I'm pretty sure it's a movie. Uh, I think you're wrong. Uh, I will. Can I look this up? Can I? Get- I will tell you. You have a beautiful uh, sweatshirt on. Uh, compliments I on on dressing. <laughs> I do love the apparel, and like you said, if I'm not going to wear my own merchandise, I might as well wear your merchandise. Which conveniently, you can pick up the same sweatshirt that Kyle is wearing at uh, westfitgym.com, I believe. Mattwestnow.com. It's is it? Yeah, it is. It is still Matt West now. now. I had yeah. to look that up after I couldn't get to Matt West. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I forget. No, believe it or not, mattwest.com's taken. Surprisingly, I had a guy one time message me about having Kyle Allen. So I've had that same deal where someone wanted to get, like I was using Kyle Allen on a Facebook page. Really? And someone just messaged me and asked me for it. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Take it. So I just, maybe you should just message the guy and be like, hey, I've, can I have mattwest.com? So I, I couldn't find it. I've tried to buy a different domain for the gym. Um, why are we talking about this crap? What's the domain for the gym? Uh, Westfitgym.com. Do you mm, not listen? Like J-I-M? Like <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Big Gymnasium? 
<laughs> oh, that's a whole other story. You guys want to sing a song real quick? We can. We can you? Song. Can you? Can you change the subject for a yeah. minute? Um, <laughs> what are you guys gonna sing? What would you like? Us do, to sing? do you have any idea? Well, we can play a song that's. We can play a song that's out right now. Okay. And if we're gonna play a song first, this is a song that's out on. Uh, what is it? Apple Music now, not iTunes. Spotify, all that good stuff. It's all the same. Yes. It's out on all your digital media. There you go. And uh, I wrote this song, and we recorded it in Nashville, and it was a pretty cool experience for us because we'd never recorded anything in Nashville and had real producers and real players and all that stuff. But uh, it's called... Yeah, we had a, yeah. a guy named Fred Mullen produced Fred Mullen, it, yeah. which, uh, He worked with uh, Johnny Mathis, and he was actually... A couple of years ago, was nominated for a Grammy, so that was really cool. That, That's cool. Uh, yeah, but he produces our, this. Uh, we had an EP, and this song you can find it. It's called Revolve, and uh, yeah, we'll play it for you. And the stars it too do anything that I have to do just to see you smile. Cause I got a kiss with your name on it. I got some time and I want to spend every minute, every hour with you. And the way you look is driving me wild. Oh, good Lord, have mercy, child. Everything about you's too good to be true And I'm making some plans and they all revolve around you Now you're standing there slipping out of that sundress I'm going crazy, you make me a mess and I must confess it ain't right And we're breaking all your daddy's rules Staying out like this, you made me a fool I'd do anything to see you smile Cause I got a kiss with your name on it I got some time and I wanna spend Every minute, every hour with you Look is driving me wild Oh good Lord have mercy child Everything about you's too good to be true And I'm making some plans And they all revolve around you I got a kiss with your name on it 
I got some time and I want to spend it with you And the way you look is driving me wild Oh good Lord have mercy child Everything about you's too good to be true And I'm making some plans and they all revolve around Every little thing revolves around Yeah, they all revolve around you Man, well, thank you. Is that uh, is that your favorite song you guys have recorded? Mm, well, I would say that experience was probably our favorite like recording experience. But we were talking about us the other day on our we did a Facebook live and we were talking just amongst me and Jake. The probably the favorite thing we ever recorded was being it uh in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma and recording with a guy named Hank Hanawinkle. Is that the studio I went to? That is yeah. the studio. Where I played the bongos and the piano. <laughs> exactly. And, and, yeah. But we didn't have a clue. I mean, cousin Dave was the only person in the band that had been in any sort of legitimate band and had played rock music. And all four of us together had no idea what we were doing. And being in the studio with somebody who is I mean, he was an experienced guy, had been in bands, had played, he could play everything. And just that experience is probably recording like Off Romancing, which is a song that was big for us on the radio, you know, in Texas country music, you know. Uh, that's probably that time frame, not necessarily that song, because I have a really bad memory. I can't actually remember recording individual songs, but that whole experience. Was yeah, that's probably- what's kind of funny is like he was saying, like, those early stuff was some of my favorite stuff. And obviously that stuff in Nashville was just like, that was like, whoa, you know, kind of walking into a huge experience. But talking about that early stuff, like, I can't remember a lot of that. Like, it's weird to think back. I can't remember practicing the songs or even writing a lot of that stuff, which is so weird. Yeah, it's uh, funny. It's something you create and you have, like, we put a song on the, we have a, an album out right now that we recorded during the same time frame as Lovers and Fighters. It's called, we just call it Between the Loving and Fighting. We thought that was a pretty decent name and it made sense because it was songs that was recorded right around that same time frame in like 2008, 2009-ish, maybe a little bit after that, 2010. But anyways, we recorded these songs and there's a song on there that when we went back to find songs we recorded, I cannot remember writing the song. I know I wrote really? it. I know I wrote it. I wrote the lyrics. I was the only one that ever had the hand in the lyrics. And I'd have no, I couldn't even remember writing it. I kind of remembered it after the fact. But going in, I was like, hey, I kind of know this song. It's pretty good. <laughs> but really? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jake? Like, what was your favorite song? Um, ooh, off of the first album. Because cause you, you guys all write, and that's what's interesting to me is, is all three of you, you know, three <laughs> brothers, right? Dave, not so much, but Dave usually he, will take our song. Like, by the way, song. Dave's the drummer. Dave, the yes, Cousin Dave is the drummer, and we'll usually send him an acoustic version of the song and let him play with it at his house or whatever and have a vague idea of what he wants to do, and then we go to the studio. 
and then Dave and, gets told what to play. <laughs> and that's what I say when we've in some of that earlier stuff. There was a couple songs that you know, obviously Kyle did a majority of the writing. He he's always you know it came really natural to him. And there's songs that him and me have wrote, and then Wes and us we've all wrote together. But it's really funny that you know that we we would never really play anything that Wes would write. He might bring a song and, you know, and I was just thinking about that, that there's some songs that Wes has wrote right now that we were looking at and we were like, man, why? And I was just thinking, listen to these. I'm yeah. like, why did we never record these? These They're are really, really good. Yeah, Wes good songs. Wrote these songs. I was like, why would we not? People talk about it. <laughs> I was them. like, why did we not? I always look at Ronnie or uh, Brooks and Dunn. Ronnie Dunn was obviously the guy that had lead vocals on the majority of the songs. And those songs that Kicks Brooks would be the lead on kind of just fell under the radar. And yeah. then, the older you I get, agree. the more the more as time goes back, you go back and you listen to. And I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, There's you one song. Kiss me. Yeah. Uh, you, the, uh, um, uh, but like the, other one, the the you better kiss me is the one that really. Oh, I love that know, song. Sticks out to me, and it's like, man, that that guy's he's, he's got incredible vocals. Yeah. I think it was more because if you have Ronnie, you were greedy. Was, be honest, well, you were greedy, and you didn't want Wes getting any royalties. Well, I don't, I don't think it was even that. It was just the I don't fact know. That it was yeah. I don't know what at the time it was way different because with Dave and the band, the setup it was, we were very, I would say, rock side of like the Texas country red dirt scene. We were more of the rock side, and that's what we wanted. To, that was our live show. That was what we wanted to, you know, kind of put out there. I guess that is. And he was yeah. his was more the countryside, the Jason Bull and the you know the more right. traditional traditional and it was hard, red dirt. And not to say that we didn't have some countryer sounding songs. It was just the stuff he was writing was going in a different direction where we were going at the time. You were wanting to go places like country girl swag. Yeah. Oh, well, God. and actually, by the way, <laughs> worst song title ever well and hey that's that's how i think people like guys i love you i'll be very honest when i thought of that i thought that i had struck gold i'll be very honest i thought that was gonna be it this is the one yeah you know when you you know when you yeah you're like this has got to be it this has got to be just corny enough that it's gonna work i mean because i'll be very honest it's a business and with anything you're looking for that you know that marketing you know whatever and when i thought whatever fits right at that time you're like, oh, this has got to be it. Yeah. This has got to be it. <laughs> we were thinking on the on a bigger scale of what can we do to get a cut to get that you know that that kick in the butt to get to the next level so Just we can a little so we can do what we want to do and you know it's like everything like I appreciate the experience and I appreciate you know the two my two favorite songs on there or my favorite song on there is the one I wrote and that revolve is on that EP we did in Nashville and we play it quite a bit and country girl we wrote together so there's a good yeah. experience of that but i mean and then we that's to say in the other two that was the first time we'd ever recorded songs that we hadn't wrote either boombox was a good one too. you can really tell yeah. though the difference i mean people always ask us we you know we want more old songs or we want where what happened and that was i mean it's like jake said it's purely it was purely a business decision to get to a to that next level and looking back I think it's like actors that watch their old movies and they're just like cringe and stuff it's like it's not like I cringe at the experience it's that I more you know why didn't we just do what we wanted to do you know and 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 not worry what everybody else that comes with anything yeah I mean you gotta learn you know you you have you look at guys like Toby Keith and there's so many people that want to hear really you know (laughs) honestly like dream walking and you know should have been a cowboy Yeah, and it's like those are the songs that that I gravitated towards, and those are the yeah. songs I became a fan of. And it, over time, it's like you you 
there's only so many songs. There's only so many rhythms. Goes back to the plagiarism thing. Like, there's only so many words in the English language. How do you put them together and you change everything? You can use the same four chords and write five million different songs. You know, and that's what country music used to be. I mean, but it's how you put them together. And I mean, nowadays, like they, I, mean, I think they told us when we were in Nashville, it cost, it cost for a single, you know, male country artist. Bare minimum takes a million dollars to break. Like if you're from nothing, like if it was just yeah, you so off the street and they said, hey, you look great in short sleeve. Hoodies. <laughs> yeah, hoodies. So, yeah, yeah. If you look I mean, great, you're ripped in short sleeve hoodies. This, this hoodie had long sleeves <laughs> when I put it on this morning. I'm just saying. And like you're saying, and that's what it goes and it back to. it costs even more for yeah. women. Right. You know, I mean, it, it does. I mean, that was, it does. And, and like he says that, they flat out told us that. I mean, it was more for women. And then you got to think about us. We were a band. So they were, you know, they're it saying. It's going to be times four, four at least. Yeah. You know, $4 million. So, I mean, I mean. You guys it, missed the biggest hit you ever, ever wrote. And, and no Kyle, lot of paranormal. Kyle, Kyle actually co-wrote the song with uh, someone our listeners know very, very well. well. It was, man, that was a smash. We Shot like that, a bullet. We wrote <laughs> that song charts. in an old strip club. We didn't even write the song. We just started singing. That's true. <laughs> it was we, the dumbest That's thing how ever. you know it's good, because it just comes out of you. You know what? I feel like we were just the pin, and God was doing the right going thing. Going back, <laughs> yes, true, but going back to the what canvas I said. The canvas, and you were the brush. <laughs> You know, having on, to preface the story though, you guys used to practice. Like, was it your, your grandparents? My grand, my grandpa owned a construction company and bought an old uh, strip club, rundown strip club, gentlemen's club, <laughs> gentlemen's club. There yeah. was no gentleman going in there. <laughs> what was that? Cloud Nine in, in Coffeeville, yeah. Kansas. Anyway, so that's where you guys had your band set up. That's where you would go practice. It wasn't I mean, a strip club when we no, had a band set up. Yeah. Uh, and and again, if I'm home on a Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, I'm coming up to hang out, and you and I sat down, literally just as stupid as we could. <laughs> yeah, and, and just I start, started writing a song about a, a no water paranormal group well, that actually that, exists. That goes back to what I was saying about the amount of talent that comes out of No Water County. <laughs> We've got announcers, bands, musicians, and ghost hunters, paranormal <laughs> investigators. So, That's I, a real deal, man. It is. You don't believe in ghosts? NPI. What? NPI. What? what that that's, that's part of the song. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Goblin gun was also Go- used in that song. <laughs> a goblin gun. Um, I have that on my phone still. I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't say Do that you I believe don't believe. in ghosts? I can't say that I don't. You said you have a ghost that lives in your house. Yep. But that house isn't that old. Do you, like... Yeah, thought, you explain it. Well, I'm just saying this. Like, don't most ghosts... <laughs> Wait, like, okay. First off, if there's... Okay, ghosts in, like, you not colonial seen- clothes... <laughs> Okay. There's, what? Okay. What's your What's it's your background? It's not the Titanic. Why do you think there's a what's ghost? What's my in your background? House? Well, I grew up in a small town in Oklahoma. <laughs> no, I mean for thinking the ghost. What? No, for not, believing not there's a ghost in your met. home. The lights go off every once in a while. That sounds you like electrical switch. problems. The like, I'll go to do laundry and I'll you know start a load of laundry and then I'll come in there and all of a sudden the the lid is up. That is that is. Is the it because your explain. woman's finishing it? No, no. It's uh, <laughs> she's been there. It's, it's the craziest thing. I come home and my dirty clothes are now clean, clean and, folded. and folded. I think it's a ghost. It's never happened to me before. <laughs> never happened to me till I moved into this house. <laughs> Just telling you, roommate uh, Dave. I can't never explain did that. It. I've never had like. I'm glad you guys brought up roommate Dave because people on the podcast still don't believe he's a real person. He texted me the other day, so if he's not real, <laughs> I'm schizophrenic. We're just we're just. 
Good Lord. Can you imagine if I had multiple personalities <laughs> other than the ones I have? Well, I was just... The, the ghost thing, I've never had a paranormal experience, but I talk to these people, and I'm not saying this about you, Matt, but everybody I've ever talked to... <laughs> I, I talk to a, these people that show up in my dreams at No, night. no, no. I've spoken to people who have had paranormal experiences, and other than you... They're not the most reliable Wait, sources. Let's hang on. Let's be let's be clear. <laughs> I've never legitimately had any kind of paranormal okay, experience. Then. The only not other person that I've ever heard have a paranormal experience has been on this podcast <laughs> as well. But who? You'll have to ask Uncle Sammy about it. Oh yeah. Well, wait. Uh, the most reliable source. I was gonna say like. Yeah. My cousins like a ball of basketball. My cousin Sandy's that's not a, life a paranormal that's experience. Paranormal. They would call that paranormal. Bigfoot's not paranormal. He's had a life that could write three or four books about. And I, I keep saying, I keep <laughs> speaking of hanging out in dirty strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on back to WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> so. Like, who were you guys looking at? I mean, obviously, you, you grew up here in Oklahoma, so there's a, a whole music scene around here. But when you guys started the band, like, who was it? Who did you guys want to be when you started the band? We went, I remember, like, when I first started playing music, I was in a hardcore band, which sounds crazy, but we were playing, like, screamo music, heavy, distorted, you know, wearing super Crap. clothes. Yeah, I mean, really, it was just fun music, hauling amps in the back of my single cab truck. But, like, when I realized, I remember being in, shout out to Mr. Stacy, Mr. Maxey's ag class when we were in high school. Those were ag teachers, by the way. Yes, ag yeah. teachers where we went to high school at, Oklahoma Union. But I remember being in ag Oak class. <laughs> yes. Shout out. Shout out. By the way. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, shout out to Oklahoma Union High School Hall of Fame. Alum. In yes. which I am a member. Yeah, he oh. is. I can't believe they let him in. What do you mean, let me in? Let him in. <laughs> yeah, nah. before, I was inducted into the before Hall of Fame. the most prominent Noata County paranormal group. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, shout out to them. I remember the very first time I saw the music video for 17 oh, by Cross Canadian Ragweed. And like when I was, we were younger, the only reason I didn't like country music is because my parents liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, Funny it enough, like, actually, I believe the first time I heard Cross Canadian Ragweed, which is I would say it's probably one of my, you know, when we really started playing music as a band, right. you know, was one of my, I believe you played them. Probably. I can remember Holland Hay. Um, I believe it, I wasn't there. No, That's no. Here. I think you were driving the truck. You know? Probably. <laughs> I believe you were there. And then like, and we were, and I, I, I loved Ragweed. And when that, when that video came out, it was so cool because, um, I was living in Stillwater, and like I knew all the places. I had been to all the places. The I knew a lot of people that were in that in that video, and so yeah, in Perkins, yeah. and so it was pretty cool. And and then like to see it on CMT and things like that. You got to remember, it's not like it is today. You know, we're adults. Things don't really hit as much as they did when we were 19, 20, 21 years old. And it's like yeah. you see something on TV that you've seen in real life. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's and that's like you said, like we we had uh, been from Oklahoma, obviously, you know, grew up in Oklahoma, and seeing a band from Stillwater, I mean, that which is yeah, Stillwater has a college, Stillwater, you know, Oklahoma State, but Stillwater is still a pretty fairly small right. town, and seeing a band from Stillwater be on a huge level to us, 
that was one of our, my first, like, that wanted to make me play music the way it is. And then, you, you know, you got your, cl- like, George Strait. Like, yeah. I mean, Brooks and Dunn, the classics like that. But, I mean, I also listened to a lot of rock music and grew up listening to, to pretty much everything. Yeah. And just the, the fact of being a musician was all I wanted to do. And I didn't know how to write songs, so I figured I better try to learn how to write songs. And it's, it's just, funny because we, like, we just talked about ragweed and, and fast forward, it's 2020. There's a guy named Co Wetzel that has a song called ragweed that I absolutely love. And every time I hear it, it's like, Oh man, like it, it, it it's one of those songs. It takes me back right. to being in college, l- listening to ragweed. Well, and that's despite like, I know, you know, Co's like one of them, Co Wetzel's like, like a guy who probably is like a real love him or hate him type of musician. I, I love like. him. Well, and, but I don't know how anybody could dislike that song out of all of them. I mean, like, that's a, that, that song right there is a catchy song. And, and, and like you said, it does take you back. Cause I've went and watched him, and I would say probably the closest to that type of feeling of the being at live at, you know, the live at Tulsa album or the back to Tulsa album. I was there for both nights. That was probably the closest so good. experience to that. Yeah. Uh, but I was also barely old enough to, I don't even know if I was old enough to drink <laughs> legally, you know, and we were there and it was just a, one of them experiences to be at that recording. And now I don't even, I could go back and listen to that thing. And I'm like, man, I wish I could have made that mental movie, you know, a little bit stronger. Remember all that. Hey, grab those guitars. I want you guys to play me a cover. Oh, uh, think, think of something. And the reason I say that you're talking about ragweed. Um, I've, I've had both of you guys and your brother sit in my living room, whether it was whatever this house, an old house and play a million songs. Um, Jake, you actually put a cover on Instagram here. Was it a year or so ago? Uh, and it actually got like Jimmy Allen's attention, which I thought oh, yeah. was really cool. Yeah, I did. Uh, oh, what was it? Uh, I think it's Best Shot. Yeah, yeah. And he ended up like, which was really cool. Um, he said it another up and coming. That's like that's always really cool. Like to post a cover and uh, some acknowledge it and uh, yeah, like, kind of shout you out. But uh, I, I shared it on my deal, and I had so many. People. I got a lot of followers after that. I, I'm dead <laughs> serious. I had so many people ask me. Like, okay, who is this kid? Who is this guy? Why, where can I get his music? And, like, I lead him to the band, and immediately people are like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is awesome. Where can we get more? And so I've been trying to kick y'all's ass for years now. <laughs> well, the older, I mean, nowadays. Real life gets in the way sometimes. Well, real life, and then nowadays the whole burning up the road and is not I don't think that's the way most people would do it nowadays. It's you've got social media, you can play a concert from your your couch in your underwear and See, I disagree. I, no, I'm not saying that there's not a get out there and play, but I'm saying that you can have a fan base in all these areas you that's, play before you go out there and play for them. Yeah. Maybe have 50 people in each location. So you have that built-in YouTube, fan base. YouTube's powerful. Yes, exactly. What, um, and back when we were starting, even the internet was obviously there, but it wasn't to the point that it is now. Like, people can get famous and never have played a live show. Right. I mean, people can sing in Walmart, yodel in Walmart, and get a record deal. I mean... Play me something. <laughs> what kind no of yodel. Do you, want? you guys decide. We can do a ragweed cover. We do a song. 
We might as well do that. This song's Alabama. My favorite ragweed song. She picked up the telephone. All she hears downtown. She really thought she heard it ring this town. What am I thinking? I must be only dreaming. Maybe it's a hundred times you've crossed my mind just now. Maybe you miss your loving. So much fun. 
It looks like you guys, when you guys play together, and I've always thought this, and maybe it's because of the whole family thing, but you guys like just truly enjoy what you're doing. You have fun doing it. Absolutely. Um, and, and two, since we've, me and Kyle have always played together. I mean, since we've played music, there's not a time that, you know, I played music or Kyle's played music. We've always played together. Um, so we've always just had that connection. Um, there's been, as I say, there's been times where I, you know, we've done stuff apart and it just doesn't really feel right. right. It doesn't. Well, they always talk about how family harmonizes together and there's this natural harmony. And like, I hope it comes through the speakers. (laughs) What's that? And we barely know how to sing. And see, what's really funny is we did, uh, we did Facebook live a few nights ago and we hadn't sang together in quite a while. It'd been a while. And, and this is the second time we've sang together and probably, I don't know, months. And it just, like you said, it just kind of comes right back to you. I, I remember being down in that studio and... There was there was a harmony that the, that everybody was trying to to find, and I I, I think it was a high note, wasn't it? And oh, was yeah. was it West that came in and did it, or who was it? I believe it was. I think I think West was there. Who has I, kind of a lower voice? Yeah. I think it was one of those deals where I don't know if West was in the band at the time. He wasn't. He okay. Well, West was, was before the middle brother was actually in the band, mm-hmm. and it was like who could hit this note. And he just sat in there and listened to it for long enough and went in there and sang it, which worked out pretty good because there is some things that you guys get. fired your other bass player. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't ask him. We didn't fire him. Uh, you would have thought we did. But no, no, I love Brett. Actually, what's funny is we all like, not like some bands, there's no hard feelings, nothing. It was like we get along with, like, we, we when Wes, was, Wes wasn't able to make a show, Brett came and played with us like he used to, like one of them deals. And, and we get along. I mean, we may not see everybody in the band all the time, but I bet you money if we all got together tomorrow, it'd be like riding a bike type right. of deal. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and that's, that's like I was saying about the singing. It's like we hadn't sang in months together. And like you said, you know, it's like it is. It's like riding a bike. And like you said with the band, we haven't played a show together in like two years, but if we got back in the garage again, you know, it'd be, we haven't played, we hadn't played, uh, my daughter, my daughter was about to be born and we kind of just, uh, kind of made the decision, executive decision. Hey, uh, well, cause it kind of come down to this is we, they wanted, they wanted us to move to Nashville and write. Well, uh, it would have been zero money, work a regular job type of deal. Um, and I mean, me with a family here, all our families here. Uh, it's it's hard to to commit to something like that. It's hard to pack up it, a wife and when kids you're when or, you're yeah. uh, not sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. It is, and uh, so we just hadn't played together as a full band type of deal. Well, me and Jake have always played here and there, and I still write. And it's one of those deals where we get back together. I mean, heck, we, I wrote a song. And we played it together like three or four times, and we played it on our Facebook Live the other day. And uh, I mean, it sounded pretty good, I thought. But speaking of the Facebook Live, like, how can people find you on social media? We're on all of it: Facebook dot com slash Two Steps Back, uh, Instagram, Instagram Two SB Music. Probably on, Facebook though is the mo- right. probably our most used right now. Um, Facebook went through one of those deals where it was like. 
everybody went to Instagram or everybody went to, I mean, Snapchat or all this other stuff, but it seems like Facebook always comes back. It's you just, know, you know it's what I mean? It's like weather in the storm, man. It is. Yeah. It's the it's, old campaigner that just gets older well, and keeps Well, and I moving. think younger kids, you know, they get it like very young kids will get into the, the TikTok or the oh Instagram Oh, my God. That's what I was just about to say. Speaking of conspiracy theories, have you not heard the, the latest one about that and how the Chinese are... I was just about to say yeah. that. First of all, I don't get TikTok. All it is is a bunch of people dancing for 30 seconds. Bad. Okay. I don't get when it. When did Jake Second become of all, a grandpa? Okay. It's, I, I just don't like it. Okay. Plus, my daughter's it, obsessed with it. But, but she's plus, twelve years old. It's, it's perfect for her. With but although, although I need to get her off of it because there's a lot of bad stuff on there. But second, of all I did see that where that it's owned by a Chinese company, and all that information, they're supposedly, yeah, which I believe it. They're you know they're taking all your information and they're giving I'd it to be the, safe. Than but sorry. also they push. If you ever been on there and looked, they push like the pretty much the opposite of my political beliefs my they push that to the front page like you're going to see that a lot more than you're going to see someone a lot of the world does that well i'm just saying i've noticed it on there a lot more like they really push the alternative lifestyles type of content to the front page or or not to say like like i don't care what you do but it's just like they put it out there in the front before they would show a guy wearing his, you know, MAGA hat. Or here's, here's the thing, and, and I'll just I'll keep it simple in, in the way that I look at life. I don't care what you do. I don't care how you believe. But I do care if you think you have more of a right to believe or do the things that you do than I do. Don't, like, if you're going to go talk about your beliefs and how you want to live your life, I get... Equal amount of time. Yeah. You know, and that's, that, that's the world as a whole. We have lost the value in conversation, in sitting down, talking to somebody, and learning from someone. Just have a conversation. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to get in an argument. What, you don't have to hate. Just talk to people. It's that simple. Are we, obviously, where we grew up, it's way easier for us to, to do what I mean, kind of grow up a certain way. You think, you know, you got Christian values, Christian beliefs. You have your, a lot of more that align with the right wing side for me personally. But the thing is, like, we've met a lot of people over the years. Our manager, great, that we, our, our ex-manager uh, named Ryan Hagen, a great guy. You fired him because of his political beliefs? Is no, I was actually going to say he is the complete, he's a vegetarian. He's as left wing as they come, like, but he's a great guy and we get along good. You know what I mean? And, and we, we went to LA or, and did a TV show and a lot of the people there were from bigger cities and completely opposite. Look, a lot of my best friends and I, we don't have the same beliefs. We don't vote the same way. We don't worship the same way. And you know, what's great about that. That's okay. It doesn't change the fact that there's some of the greatest people I know. Well, that's what I was gonna say is I don't have to agree to you to like you. I just don't see the other side saying that very often. I would I would say that I don't I see. Don't, I, I hey I know where you're coming I, from. I'm just I'm, I don't disagree. I, I'm just saying I don't see like I can see something that I don't agree with and it doesn't ruin my day whatsoever. Like like you, you know, said you met Barack Obama. Hmm? Or, I did not I meet him. Sorry, yeah. sorry. You got to be in the same room with him. 
I would have been the same way. Like, I'm the kind of guy that's the president. I would have been like, hey, take a picture. How I don't cool care if that? it's, you how, know, how Ronald cool Reagan, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton. Heck, I'd take a picture with any of them. Yep. Same. Um, but but that, I don't see that. Like, I feel like it's more on the other side if they got, like, the, all the teams and the athletes and stuff that get to go into the Let White House. Let me tell you House. something. The people that spend the majority of their life bitching about politics wouldn't trade those people places. I mean, think about that. Think about being in that position of, of living in that White House and having that much burden on your shoulders every single day that is world-changing. I'm not talking about just changing oh, yeah. the life of you or your family or your kids. World-changing decisions made on the daily. I don't want that job. I don't want that responsibility. First of all, I don't... One thing can be said about Trump is he hasn't aged a day since he took office. Right? I'd already be dead if I was him because he only sleeps about four hours a day. They all okay. come out looking so haggard. So uh, I don't know if he's like, I don't know if there's something about being super rich your entire life. You know can, what it you is? Can, he's like, got endure an anti-aging stress. booth inside the If you can office. endure stress, like, it's I guess there's really something about tan. being rich. Like, you just like, I don't I, know if that guy has not aged a bit. And I don't know. He's he, confident. Um, Politics. He's I, confident, I, too. And, and, I, and I mean that as, as a positive because there's a lot of people in the world that want to make decisions, but they waver. That you, one thing you can't say uh, is that he's not confident in everything he does. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent, if, if you're confident, yeah, that says something. It says you believe in what you're doing. Yeah. I would say, like, nowadays, the biggest, like, uh, the people that, get so upset about Trump being a millionaire or a billionaire or whatever and being the president. Also on a guy who has been in politics his entire adult life to become president. Like, aren't, isn't the reason that most of the problems in politics is because people are in it for their entire lives? Like, like most of the problems I see are people who are go in with absolute nothing and are millionaires when they leave office and they're there for 40 years. You know what I, I, I find interesting and love it or hate it, but you talk about where we grew up. We all grew up in in small town, rural Oklahoma, um, hunting, fishing, loving every day. Uh, we should write that song as soon as That's we're done. That's a good here. one. I think. Um, this is rolled up. It just like just came to you. Every, you're now you're sounding like Uncle Sammy because every time he's on here, it's, he like, has another song that you okay, need to write. You call him Uncle Sammy because your drummer, it's his uncle. Yeah, yeah. I've I always called him, I just say I've always called him Uncle Sammy. Yeah, too. but you guys obviously don't listen to my podcast. That's why you. But took what do you call him on here? I haven't listened. My cousin Sammy. You haven't listened to my podcast? No, I haven't. Really? I guess I don't remember. We'll edit that. you out. I'll be very honest. No, I've listened to it. The I only actually, episodes I really like to listen to are the ones with Sammy on it. And uh, I actually listened to not the most recent, but I did listen to your last one with Megan, the thing. I did yeah. listen to the last okay. one with her, right. and I've listened to it. It's okay if you don't listen. Like, no, I actually have. There's 30 million people that don't listen. It's okay. Um, no, but, but, but how many people is, do listen, though? I have no idea. <laughs> What's the stats? Like, probably 11. I, I won't look at them. I want to look, look at them. You don't look at them? I will not I want to be your guy. No, I, I won't, and... And I talk about this all the time because you talk about confidence. I won't go back and watch replays of shows that I do because I will critique and analyze. Isn't that what you want to do? Yes and no. <laughs> so for me, 
I'm a shoot from the hip kind of guy. I won't go back. I've never listened to any of these podcasts. I won't go look at the analytics because if the numbers are super high, then all of a sudden I raise my own expectations. If the numbers are super low, I get depressed and I'll see. Quit. I'm the total opposite. I look at all the numbers. I look at all the comments. I watch the video. I'm told I want to know now, everything. I, I do. I do go through and look at comments. And I used to. I used to be That's really terrible. bad about. I know, <laughs> but. I, uh, I used to be really bad about like Facebook and Instagram. I would just post something and forget it. And I got to thinking one day, I was like, that's stupid because like I have a golden opportunity to interact with other human beings. Why would I not go? I mean, it's like, here's how I look at it. The day that you posted that cover of Jimmy Allen and that guy actually came back and commented on it. And I joke every once in a while about some of the things that I've been able to do in my life. I went and worked out at CT Fletcher's gym in California. Uh, he and I end up outside of the gym, have a very personal conversation. Um, somehow or another later on that night, like he DMS me and says, you know, thanks for whatever. Cause I had tagged the gym in a post and he, you know, and mentioned some of the things that only he and I would know. And I thought, how cool is it that a guy that has 2 million followers takes the time out of his day to go personalize things and talk to other humans. I'm a nobody. Like the, the chance to interact with other human beings isn't going to be around our whole lives. Yeah. Why not enjoy it while we can? You speaking of being like dumbfounded by, <clears throat> you know, people that are famous or not, or famous to you. People or more that we look up to. Yeah. Look up One to Kyle's proudest. Of yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, I'm, we've played with all these people and every time I was a nervous wreck to talk to him. And we you know we became kind of, I would say, friends with some of them. But Gary Allen, one time I saw him and I was like a little kid. You know, I was like, hey, Gary, how are you? Mr. Yeah. Gary, Mr. Mr. Allen. Dude, he's the greatest. I, I, he was one of the ones, though, that like really mm-hmm. like just like, you know, knocked me, knocked me off my feet type of deal. But 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 you, you say it, they're just I have to think, tell myself they're just people. And some of them can be douchebags just like we can right. sometimes. They're humans. But sometimes they're really nice people. Maybe they're just having a bad day. So I also have to think about that when I always met these people, you know. I got a Gary Allen story for you. I had to sneak Gary Allen's mom backstage to Gary's bus because she couldn't get through security. <laughs> that is a true story. Was she really Gary Allen's mom or yeah. was she saying Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, his mom and brother. Like Gary Allen's mom. No, his mom and brother I've gotten to be really good friends with over the years, which is funny how the world works because how many miles did we put on all of us going and watching Gary Allen shows? Because I still do. I think he's one of, if not the most underappreciated artists in, in the history of music. I've never understood why he is not like the... Pinnacle. The thing, like, yeah. yeah, I've never understood that. He now, I could do without a few or a few less beach tunes. Like, really, I, I'm not a big beach uh, tune. Gary three Allen. words: <laughs> country girl swag. Hey, and I could do without. <laughs> What's going to happen is I'm going to make a- so much fun of that song <laughs> and the title of it that all of a sudden it's going to be your most downloaded song tomorrow morning. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Country girl got swag. <laughs> Radio on shorty shorts or booty hanging out the back or whatever. That's actually better. That's actually That's better, better than the real song. Can we, re- can we do a rewrite? I should have sent it to you. You should have sent it to me. You should know after No Water Paranormal, you should send all everything of your songs to me. Matt, cuts to yeah, me. Yeah. I'm going to start writing everything with you guys. We'll rewrite. Always go through Matt West. <laughs> Speaking of rewriting and, and new music, you got some new music. We do. We've been... Uh, which is cool because look, we like you guys are like little brothers to me, always have been. 
but I'm also a big fan. And we that's we've met a lot of people throughout the years. Actually, um, a guy that we uh, a guy we grew up with that was a bull riding bulls with my dad, um, or when that learned to ride bulls at my dad's house. Uh, an older guy than us when we were little kids. He came to our shows the other day. Actually, passed away here recently, but I, he. He was one of those guys that we grew up with, watched him riding bulls. We all looked up to him as a, mm-hmm. a big brother type figure. And then he would come and watch yeah. us play music and make us laugh because he's like, there's no way you guys are that old type of deal, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's just funny how, how relationships are built, like how you build relationships with, with uh, the, you know, doing your announcing and, and, mm-hmm. and doing all the aspects you're in. It's funny how music can build those relationships for us that, heck, I might not even remember people's names, but I'll see them and be like, right. I know that person. But that's the key word is relationships. So, so, many, so many people just want what they can get right now, and they're not interested in building a relationship. And, and honestly, man, that's how we get through life is building relationships. And I, what I was getting to about this is that we've – maybe not played a lot of live shows, but we've been writing and we've been thinking about it. I mean, you can't stop thinking about it. You've been home and you've thought about all the things you can do when you're not having to be at home anymore. I mean, that's how we are. Even when we couldn't go out play, there's a lot of things we could be doing. So we've been writing and stuff. Well, we've recorded some songs. They're done. They just haven't put them out. Um, And we have been talking and we want to put those out for, you know, very soon. And then we've had some, uh, songs we've wrote that we're going to get in the studio as soon as that's a possibility, you know, after okay. this whole deal is done. Right. When, when, when the world returns when to the, the world. Scene. Yes. And hopefully it's sooner it's gonna than be later. Back. It's going to be bigger. Be back. It is huge. It is. I, I believe it. I think bigger, bigger than ever. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's, I do. I think it's going to be so much bigger and better than we're, it's ever been before. It is, it is Monday the 13th, I think, that we're recording this. Yeah, I have in. no idea. I believe. So it will definitely be bigger and better on the 15th when everybody gets their stimulus checks. So everyone's going to be out moving on, spending them bucks, buying them big screen TVs. Well, if you're going to tease us with new music, you got to play us something. We new. will. We will play a new song. Again, if you haven't already, it's two steps back iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your music downloads. Can you do that one? This song, actually, it's uh, we we were sitting at home. We kind of qu- kind of quit the big tour and stuff because of uh, family and you know that that life gets in the way type of deal. And I wrote this song one day about that. Is about uh, kind of that was the idea was that hey, I may never be famous. Hey, I may never have all the money. Or I may never fly on private jets and all that stuff. But being with you guys make me feel famous. That was cool. kind of the idea behind the song. So cool. Big tour bus parked on the street by the club with my name's on the marquee sign. Three songs on the charts, auditioning for TV parts. I'm chilling with stars all the time. Yeah, sounds pretty good, me kicking in Hollywood Yeah, that used to be living my dream And then you walked in and that all came to an end And I decided to switch in my scene 
And why don't we need a green room or a spotlight Or the paparazzi popping pictures all night Or a big stage with a huge crowd Singing my songs back to me out loud Just want that pretty smile on your pretty face Happiest along with you Who can blame us? Girl, all I need is your love and I feel famous Flying first class, I got all kinds of cash And I'm sipping on champagne and wine Awards on the walls, getting all kinds of calls From people saying they're best friends of mine yeah, it sounds pretty good, me kicking in Hollywood Yeah, they used to be living my dream But then you walked in and that all came to an end And I decided to switch up my scene No, I don't need a green room or a spotlight Or the paparazzi popping pictures all night Or a big stage with a huge crowd Singing my songs back to me out loud I just want that pretty smile on your pretty face Happiest along with you And who can blame us? Girl, all I need Is your love and I feel famous That sounds pretty good, me kicking in Hollywood Yeah, they used to be living my dream But then you walked in and that all came to an end And I decided to switch up my scene No, I don't need a green room or a spotlight Or the paparazzi popping pictures all night Or a big stage with a huge crowd Singing my songs back to me out loud Want that pretty smile on your pretty face Happiest along with you And who can blame us? Girl, all I need Is your love and I feel famous da, 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 da. Your love makes me feel da, 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 da. I love it. Love it. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Hang on to your guitars. Okay. I'm going to throw one at you and see if you can do it to uh, kind of take us home. Yeah, anything else before you guys, before we wrap it up here, that you guys want to get off your chest or talk about? Uh, just thanks for having us. And if you want to hear more from us, you can check us out, like I said, facebook.com, two steps back. Um, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. Yeah, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music. You can the number two, by the way, not TWO. Number yeah, the two. Steps oh yeah, back. the number two. The number two steps, steps back. back. Yeah, I think we've had it both ways at one point in our band in the early lifetime. days. Yeah, yes. when you go to YouTube and you start looking up two steps back, all of a sudden it's like Craig David songs and like R and B and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. But <laughs> don't love it for my career, but I do love that fact. But I, I do. I, I truly want people to be able to find you guys and follow along. Um, love the new music. I want them to go get the old stuff. Yeah. And uh, just be fans of you guys as much as I am. Make we a promise to me when the new music comes out, or even before then, after then, whatever. Just promise me we'll do this again. Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate okay, you having ready us. Ready for a curveball? What is it? Off romancing. 
Oh, we can boy. do that. Can we do that? Yeah. Kind of one of the uh, original songs off the original album. Uh, is there a backstory here? This is there is a backstory to this, and surprisingly enough, this is the only song we've ever uh, had on the charts, which I can actually say we were. I can't remember what it was, but it was like in the doesn't matter. 40s. Shot like a bullet, number sixty-eight. I remember what it was. <laughs> uh, I don't remember exactly, but anyways, <laughs> got to do a radio tour because of this song. Got to travel all over, you know. And as I say, we had to have a radio promoter, like you said. We got to uh, we went to. So many radio stations, which I believe you went on mm-hmm. a couple of those stops with us. Um, it was unreal. I mean, it was we really, steal, really cool. Steal. People, when we play shows, will want us to play this song. And then, like the other day on our Facebook Live, we played this song, and there was a comment that said, play it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, we could just rewind play the video. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it's off the album Lovers and Fighters. Lovers and Fighters, yes. And I actually wrote this song. I don't know why I remember this, but there's a Randy Rogers song that inspired the lyrics to this song. I can't even remember what the name of the song is now. That's how long ago it's been, but I remember I was listening to a Randy Rogers song. Well, I know the name of the song you're about to play, and it's called Off Romance by Two Steps Back. Stop. 
Somebody walking right up to somebody new. And when you started dancing, I was off romancing with anybody that wasn't you. And when you started talking, I started walking right up to somebody new. And when you started dancing, I was off romancing. One day you're gonna wake up and see The only thing that you wanted That you never got was me Was me They are Kyle Lowry, Jake Lowry of Two Steps Back, Matt West. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Shout out to Wes Lowry, Dave Caselny, the other two members. So, And you we truly are the podcast master. There it is. <laughs> All right. Don't forget, everybody, every day is an opportunity to get better. Thanks for listening. See you next time.